Hello everyone, welcome to You, Me, Them, Everybody. My name is Brandon Weatherby. This episode with Emerson Dameron is all based around an Ezra Klein recent piece in the New York Times, but it's really about California's bottom. And it's something that I've never really thought of because I've never been a full-time resident of California. Emerson is, and he's one of my favorite people to speak to, and that's why he's becoming a regular on this show. His first time on the show was 2008, and it's 2021. That's how long we've been doing the show. And unfortunately... Uh, for the first time since 2008, we now have a Patreon account because things have changed dramatically. Please consider donating at youmethemeverybody.com. You could find it on our About page. You could find it in this podcast description. And you could find the two articles that Emerson and I discuss in the podcast description. Without further ado, here's Emerson. How's the weather? Uh, Bad. <laughs> Sorry to hear that. Not as bad as uh, most of the country? Yeah, and at least there's D.C. has the infrastructure for this. We uh, don't. Texas apparently does not. Yeah, Texas is on a different grid, which I didn't know about until this week. Yeah, we've learned a lot about that this week. Most of it has not been good. It's interesting that you wanted to talk about what we're going to talk about, considering the week the United States is happening. There's literally a state of emergency for a lot of states that aren't usually in an emergency when it comes to weather. And California has maybe never seemed like a better place to live. Yeah, we're ahead of the curve on on everything constantly falling apart. Uh, I, I know there's been, there was some light schadenfreude over Ted Cruz and some other people in Texas mm-hmm. Uh, some people dug up some old tweets where they were making fun of California when uh, when it was on fire the last time, and now it now it's not quite uh, the the joke has been reframed somewhat. So we discussed what we're going to talk about a few weeks in advance, and I was mm-hmm. surprised that I enjoyed this Ezra Klein piece. California is making liberals squirm. Do you think it's even relevant anymore? Uh, I think it probably will be in the long run. Sure. I think uh, California is dealing with some structural problems that, that are not going away. Yeah, that's true. So if you compare California to, like, the best parts of Canada, yeah, there's some pro- bigger problems. But if you compare California to, I don't know, every other state in this country, you're probably still better off than most every state in this country. It's looking pretty good uh, at this particular moment. Uh, there's been there were issues with the vaccine rollout that I think came from how complex the eligibility requirements were, but I think that's starting to get sorted out. Mm-hmm. the The conspiracy theorist in me wonders if it has anything to do with the recall petition for Gavin Newsom, but uh, I, I think. He, it's hard to manage an economy of this size. I, there's a case to be made for breaking it up into different states. Would you like uh, that to happen? It, it, only in theory. Okay. Uh, I think in practice it would be a total clusterfuck. From the outside, it seems like California is really four different states. There's everything north of San Francisco. At least. San Francisco, yeah. Oakland, Silicon Valley is maybe one, then L.A., and then everything south of L.A. Yeah, they're very different uh, climates in, in different senses of that word. So when P- 
people write about California as a whole, it seems silly, sort of like saying the media. <laughs> right. That doesn't yeah, mean you're, anything. you're talking about a, a huge spectrum of different things. Well, that's how this is framed. This is this is, the, this is how it's framed. Like there are lots of problems in California as a whole, but specifically in the liberal bubbles. Maybe the liberal bubbles are are taking their liberalism too far when it comes to things like naming rights, and not nearly far enough when it comes to housing rights. Yeah, and I think that a lot of that is like when it comes from conservatives a lot of times it's in bad faith california is is this boogeyman in the right-wing cinematic universe to the point where one thing i thought was hilarious was that um when uh, with donald trump's uh ad spend running up to the election he had ads on uh in dc which is like 99 percent democratic so that he could watch them. Yeah. And he also had them in, on in California so that he could own the libs. It's odd. It's very odd. But th- this, the the thing Klein writes about is legit. There's a legit problem oh, yeah. when it comes to housing availability. Not as much in L.A., but definitely in San Francisco. Oh, it's, it's bad here, too. I mean, I, it's not as catastrophic mm-hmm. as it is in San Francisco, but... Compared to 10 years ago, the the homelessness issue in L.A. is, is really bad. Is like, it to the point where San Francisco was a decade ago or still is? It's not as dense, okay. so it's not as visible. But okay. I, I would say um, it's a catastrophic problem and the attempts that the government has made to sort it out have not really come to fruition at the speed that they need to. And I think it's a challenge for a lot of progressives because the whole issue of historic preservation and neighborhood preservation was up until very recently a a left coded issue Mm -hmm. like we don't want big money developers coming in and building ugly big box towers in this beautiful old neighborhood but when you have the challenge with housing that's really all up and down the west coast as far as i can tell it it changes the math of that Mm -hmm. now that you live there versus Chicago where we met do you think that Chicago is prettier than Los Angeles when it comes to building it, it really depends I I like the the Southern California architecture okay. and I would not you know the proximity to nature is really important to me we've you got only... mountains and deserts sure. and Everything. If I could bring all the people from Chicago out sure. here, I would. But it's crowded and expensive. The only reason I ask is because if one of the one of the arguments is aesthetic reasons, it seems silly from the outside. Yeah, it depends on what kind of aesthetic preferences yeah. you have. What about you? Did we did mention wildfires? What about the wildfires? What about the sprawl? What about building? places maybe there shouldn't be buildings what about that argument because that's not really proposed in this article yeah the the fires are definitely scary like 10 20 years ago we had fire season and now it seems like there's just always something on fire uh there's a good uh, if you like 
reading about this stuff. There's a Mike Davis piece called The Case for Letting Malibu Burn that made the argument a long time ago that there are places where it's just not a good idea to build. And a lot of the places that catch fire over and over again are fit in that category. And now insurance companies are learning what, um, you know, left wing environmentalists have been talking about forever, which Mm -hmm. is that some places are going to be so affected by the consequences of climate change that it really doesn't make a lot of sense to build anything there. So you are uh, a middle-class man in his early 40s. Yeah. A white cisgendered male, to my knowledge. And Relatively good-looking. <laughs> are, you, are you symbolically conservative but operationally liberal? Uh, it's, I don't know what the hell is going on most of the time. Okay. Uh, I think I'm pretty progressive, uh, but I don't think that anyone really has all the answers for the kinds of challenges that California has right now. And I think the, I, much like Illinois, it's a de facto one party state. I think the Pete Wilson era Republicans whiffed so hard on the immigration issue that they've just become completely irrelevant at this point. Uh, I think Schwarzenegger might be the last uh, statewide success story that they have. And he was kind of heterodox and had a lot of uh, liberal positions. Mm -hmm. Uh, But I, I don't know. Yeah, I would say I'm, I, I would identify as left libertarian. I, okay. I think freedom is important enough to sacrifice some other things so that people have more freedom. Uh, I usually root for the little guy. I think a lot of problems that we're having collectively have to do with a really small number of people having just an unbelievable concentration of wealth. And if we can work that out, so that everyone has a little bit more and those people have a lot less that think people would be happier on balance. But yeah, I don't, I, I'm hardly an expert on. But none of, of that anything. is new. Literally none of that is. New. Yeah. <laughs> so do you think it was a good idea, a bad idea, or it shouldn't matter that San Francisco schools are including or are focused San Francisco people, the people in charge of San Francisco are more concerned with perceptively I should okay here's the problem with this I think you can walk and chew gum at the same time even though I'm stumbling yeah. over my words and this is the this is really the problem here because this whole piece is framed in that the San Francisco school board shouldn't be worried about renaming anything right now it doesn't matter how right or wrong it is because the kids can't go to school right now safely because of coronavirus that's the real problem that's what we could which we sh- which we should be handling right now right it's whataboutism. Yeah, it's like saying, hey, Brandon, what are you doing going grocery shopping? There's, We need to cure cancer. Yeah, so I understand the ire. I understand it. And as a tool in a piece, Klein is framing it quite well. I completely understand it. But I don't think it takes away from anything. Do I think schools should not be named after Abraham Lincoln? No, I'm still a fan of Lincoln. As of now, that could change. I'm open to that. But... That's neither here nor there about the housing situation. And I understand why there is connective tissue there in theory, but in reality, I just can't agree with that. 
And the cultural sensitivity debate is, is interesting. I sure. think the, the, the California dream and the whole notion of westward expansion has maybe a slight whiff of colonialism when, oh, you, sure. when you sit down with it. And just in the last couple of decades, the Internet has given voice to a lot of people that were largely ignored uh, before they had that kind of a microphone, whether it's, um, you know, the native Californians that lived here before the the white man showed up Mm -hmm. or transgender people or all sorts of people that are, are getting to put their ideas out there. And it's happening very quickly. And I think, yes, a lot of that whataboutism, like what's, why are you changing the name of the schools when you can't reopen them is people are taking a shot at the notion that we need to rethink our institutions in light of some of the new criticism that's coming from new voices that haven't been heard before. And I, I get it. You know, it's wrestling with all of that legacy is challenging, but I think we could be doing a better job of it than we are. And if that means taking Lincoln's name off of something, I'm, I'm willing to have that discussion. Absolutely. I don't think it's challenging though. Maybe that's the stubborn. I think maybe that's also because I, I feel no allegiance to anything or anyone. Like I don't, that, this, that would help in, in a lot of ways. Yeah, I feel like an alien sometimes because I don't care. And I'm not saying that in a, in a mean, callous way. I literally don't care. I don't believe in American exceptionalism, and I also don't believe America is the devil. There, I'm just, it's a place, man. And maybe this is very yeah, hippy Our dippy. parents fucked here, to, to quote Bill Hicks. Yeah, That's I don't ever want to do that. Fuck that guy. So here's my point. <laughs> I understand the framing device. I get it. I also understand deadlines. I really do. But this piece ends with, I hope California keeps being weird, but it needs to do better. What specifically should California be doing? Again, I'm not the best person for answers. I'm also a bit of a lone gunman like yourself. Uh, Really quick, before you expound anymore, I want to say for the billionth time, I hate all guns and all guns should be melted down. That's not a joke. I hate guns. So when you say long gun, I just want to make it very clear. If you have a gun, you aren't able to hit a home run in a batting cage, and that's the only reason why you have a gun. Yeah, I don't care for guns either. Okay. Especially not in crowded urban environments. Use a knife. What? (laughs) <laughs> or yeah or just uh blistering rhetoric or no, no, something knives. like that N- all knives and swords i'm a fan if you're so it's not that you dislike guns it's that you really like knives I'm just and you don't I'm like really, the way that guns yeah, have yeah. Taken, drawn attention away that's from right. from knives t- yeah that's it as long as we've established that yeah, 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 yeah. okay so continue please uh i think it's there are different things they could try uh, streamlining some of the bureaucracy that I think has held up the vaccine rollout would be something worth looking into uh, building a lot more housing. I, yeah, so I that's think that's really job that's, number one. Yeah, that's what it breaks down. So should there be new housing on the outskirts of already dense neighborhoods to just expand it or 
should you do what a lot of places can't do to permits and build higher, like in San Francisco, just like that? Which, a little bit of both, okay. there's, but I think most importantly, and there's a bill that comes up every year and gets shot down, and it breaks my heart every time because I'm a sucker, but what we really need to do in Los Angeles specifically and probably other cities is build high buildings in dense areas near transit centers. And it gets shot down over and over again because people don't want homeless shelters around. And I understand that. That's not a California problem. That's a that's a United States problem. I want to say world problem, but I have no idea. And I think that it's doubly difficult because California's rail system is lacking. It's getting better. I know uh, it's getting better. Ten years he, ago, I could take the train to the beach. I would have never believed you. Yeah, and now, I mean, I think this is a weird thing. I never thought you'd maybe agree to, but maybe the Olympics is going to actually help you in that way. L.A. did a great job with the Olympics last time. So I think if if any city can actually make the Olympics a net positive, it's probably Los Angeles because entertainment maybe, is what we do. Exactly. Maybe that expansion of train lines, reliable transit. That's how you grow in a way that's safe and doesn't displace nearly as many people. Yeah, it could be a great party and it could leave a good legacy. Especially well, we solved it. Because it, 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 it could create that kind of density, especially in like the area where they're going to have the Olympics. That would be awesome. This, All right. Nice, nice work. Yeah. This piece is not bad whatsoever. And it's a, it's a very Ezra Klein piece that... I don't think would have gotten any real traction if not for Ezra Klein writing it. And I he think didn't a, explain it all to you. <laughs> I think it's a very slow Newsday piece. Which is ironic because the it feels like everything is falling apart right now. Except in California. <laughs> Yeah, I guess it depends on where you're at. Yeah, most the, every um, single person we know in Chicago is snowed in. D.C. is uh, currently shut down with a hypothermia warning. Um, my kid's daycare was canceled today for that reason. Everyone in Texas that I know is fucked, and that expands to places like Georgia as well. So, yeah, California is I will one share of the my best experience uh, as we wind down. Uh, it's, my feeling about it is there really is a sense of urgency around things like housing and income inequality because – my experience of LA as an, as an outsider, uh, my mom grew up in Anaheim, but I grew up in North Carolina. I went to college in Georgia. Obviously I lived in Chicago for a while. I came out here as an adult, fell in love with it immediately. Um, but I also moved back to Chicago at the end of 2010 because there was a pretty massive recession going on. And my sense of it was it's crowded, it's expensive. If you fall through the cracks here, you're in big trouble because when you go down, you go down hard. And I think that's true here. I think it's true in the Bay Area with people getting priced further and further out, where as things get more crowded and more expensive, it gets unlivable for people below a certain threshold, which keeps going up. Um, and I think there's a, a certain excitement about that edge of the world apocalyptic feeling here 
if you have, if it comes with a sense of optimism and opportunity, which is also part of that Californian culture when things are good. But I think the housing and the crowding and the fires add to a sense of dread that I think is worldwide that's been exacerbated by the coronavirus, where it becomes very hard to get innovative ideas and make cool art and do all of those California things when it feels so much like you've got that sort of Damocles swinging over your head with things just getting more and more crowded and more and more expensive. That's the takeaway that I have not, that's not in the piece that I would have never thought of until I talked to you. It's not that California is better or worse than everyone. It's just that the bottom is so much lower. Exactly. The top is very high. The bottom is quite, quite low. So Florida is like the highs are not nearly as high and the bottom is not nearly as close to the bottom. It's not that maybe, I mean, this is giant, very insulting comments to ball Floridians and I apologize, but that's kind of how it seems to me. It's like, if you want to pick one warm climate place, that's the difference between LA and Miami. Yeah. I think moving back to Georgia or Charlotte would be more what I would do if I just really wanted to feel safe. Yeah, I think Miami is going to be underwater in like Fine, years. Tallahassee. Fair enough. You, Me, Them, Everybody is made by me, Brandon Weatherby. Our theme music is by Daniel Knox. Our art is by Jillian Ron. You can hear all 13 years of shows at you, me, them, everybody.com. If you're listening to this in Spotify or on iTunes, the last year of episodes are available uh, with some sprinklings of the other ones. If you want the rest of the catalog, which features over 700 episodes, you meet them, everybody.com. Our Patreon page is on our about page. It's all there. Follow us on Instagram, Twitter, all that good stuff at sign Y M T E. Thanks for listening. I'll hug the places that you've been sleeping friends.